Well, Forrest, welcome to the Dirt Bags, man. You know, I'm glad we're glad you carved out some time for us, Luke. Thank you for carving out some time for us as well. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome jumping on here with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. For having um, me. <laughs> before, I mean, we were kind of bantering about your podcast, your Forrest. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was oh, your yeah. goal when you started that? Uh, well, so. Originally, you know, being in the construction industry, there was a lot of really good um, advice or really good little tidbits of knowledge that people always had um, from the lowest man on the totem pole to the president CEO of a company. And uh, the only way you'd get those is if you were next to that person talking to them and having a discussion. Um, And so the idea with the podcast was basically to bring the lowest from the field, you know, all the way to the highest in the office and, you know, highest in the field, lowest in the office, whatever it is whatever position, um, and just get their, their raw knowledge on the industry and just BS a little bit about the good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, the benefits of construction and the industry in a whole. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun just kind of listening to everybody. So, cause you, it, Eagle Eye Productions is your company, right? Yeah. Yep. Obviously I've followed you for a while and you're more, you're more so kind of like construction industry. You're not like focused directly on the dirt world. Granted that takes up I feel like a lot of it, but you do it's a lot. Yeah. 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 No, like, we, we, we do pretty much any blue collar trade there is. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, don't reach out to us cause they think we're just dirt. They think we're just yeah. utilities, dirt mining. Um, granted that's always been one of my favorite parts of the construction process. It's my favorite parts were always the earthwork process, the civil package, as well as, um, like ironwork, steelwork. Cause you could see the skeleton of the structure come up and, love both those sides. Everything in between is great. Uh, but to me, my love is in those two trades. Um, but yeah, we do everything. So, you know, framers, sheetrock, plumbers, just about any trade out there. Really? Okay. Yeah. What me, I mean, did you have, were you in the industry before you started this or like, Mm -hmm. what was your driver? Like, hell, I want to get behind a camera and really capture this. Yeah. Well, it never intended. I never intended to get behind a camera. Never thought, uh, I'd ever pick up a camera and start photographing my job sites. But yeah, so I started off in construction, um, fairly young. I was freshman in high school, so 12, 13. Um, and I had the opportunity to, uh, I guess it would be an intern, um, program through a drafting firm. Um, and a lot of times what they had us doing is, uh, I'd be going out most of the time on my bike because obviously I didn't have a car or anything at that age. And, uh, I'd I'd go and I'm, I'm from Florida originally. So, uh, we had a lot what of, part hurt. of Florida. what's that? What part of Florida? Uh, Citrus County area. So it's kind of Gulf coast centralish location. Um, okay. but we had a lot of hurricanes. And so this drafting firm specifically, uh, did a lot of hurricane work. So like, you know, a tree would fall over on a garage. Well, okay, go out there and measure it, write up some plans, come back, draft it up, send out the plans. So that was kind of my first initial contact with the construction industry. And then throughout high school and college, um, I worked full time as a, a laborer, carpenter, and kind of worked my way up that way. Um, and uh, then finally got out to Dallas area where I started working for a general contractor and started learning the ropes there and everything like that. But the the intention was never to like quit my job and grab a camera. Um, but I ended up doing, I guess it would be just like one of my job tasks um, at the the general contractor that I worked for. And then I would hire that out as a service you know, on the weekends, um, to help companies out. And basically what that was, was material documentation. So when they had a material that was finished, like a rebar, steel inspection, concrete, um, roofing, fluid applied membranes, any kind of waterproofing, we'd basically go out there, take photos of it. We take progress site photos, and then we would link that to their floor plans and basically give them cheap insurance to show the owner, show the engineer at a later time saying, Hey, you know, we installed this per the manufacturer guidelines. So when an insurance claim came by and they wanted to blame it on the contractor, oftentimes the owner would be like, Hey, you installed this wrong. You know, well, how, how are we to know this? It's behind brick facade. Well, we've got photos. So, um, that's kind of where the camera came in to be. And, uh, once I started doing that, I started taking photos of the people out there, started taking photos of the, you know, the actions being, you know, placed on, on site. Um, and the companies that hired me to do that, we're like, Hey, can you start taking more of those? And I kind of saw a benefit to showing off more of the industry. So we kind of just scrapped all the material documentation, 
because not as many people were interested about it and dove into, you know, showing, showing off the industry. I didn't know, like through the documentation of the sites, I didn't know like insurance companies offered to have like a discounted rate to have like proof through the process. How did, honestly, I I don't, I don't know if they do. Um, we, we just did it. So it, you know, the owner, for instance, we did a lot of, I built a lot of high schools in the area. Um, and so we would tag it to the floor plans just to cover our own butt. Uh, and I thought, you know, this is a pretty good idea for contractors is a good idea for, um, ownerships, GCs, anybody that's out there because you, you take photos of it and you see the actual material installed. So, you know, with waterproofing, for instance, you always work it like a roof, right? Top or uh, bottom to top, right? So the water wicks, wicks away. So if there's a, like, let's say a windowsill, you know, flashing that was installed wrong, well, then you could just go straight over there, take a look at the photos and send them proof, which is my original company was called waterproof in two words. Um, and that's what we did was we showed the proof that there was, you know, that it was done correctly. That it was done. Okay. Yeah. That kind of got my foot in the, you know, the door with photography. Yeah. Forrest, what was your, what was your first company? Was it waterproof or was there one before that? No, waterproof was the first one. I still get mail today. Like, Hey, you got pre-proof for a credit card waterproof. I'm like, that's yeah. not my company. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and then what yeah. was the, what was the transition like, you know, so obviously waterproof, but then when did Eagle Eye really come to fruition? Well, so I started taking photos for our company for that purpose. And I started really enjoying taking photos of people doing the work. Um, actually a lot of the excavation work that we do, I took a lot of photos, uh, which are now my clients competitors out there. Now I took a lot of fun photos for, you know, Vilhauer, RPMX out here, um, Cinecola and a few others, um, just randomly on job sites. Cause I thought it looked sexy. And, uh, I was like, that's pretty cool. Let's take some photos of that. And, uh, went to my marketing team at the GC that I was working at and talked to the, the lead of the marketing team. And I was like, Hey, like I looked on Instagram. We don't have an Instagram. Like, would you mind throwing up some of the photos that I'm taking? Like, I'd love to be able to share our company. I had pride in our company. Let's, let's do, you know, some stuff, you know, market ourselves a little better. And, uh, her exact words were, well, Instagram doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't get us anything. And I was just like, what? Like we have, we have zero photos. We had an account with like 10 followers. And I was like, it doesn't get us anything. I was like, I think you're crazy. And she's like, yeah, we're not going to do anything. I was like, okay. And, uh, I started just posting on my own Instagram and tried to, post on LinkedIn and share the stuff. I was proud of what I was working on. Um, and, uh, overall, um, I kind of got sick of watching companies spend millions on marketing when all they were doing was pushing out proposals. Um, and that's pretty much what our team was doing. We had about eight people in marketing and, um, not that they were doing anything that they weren't being told to do. Right. But to push out a proposal, you need like one person. I, I don't, I mean, it's not a, not a huge amount of work. It is work, but, um, for an entire eight person team, 10 person team to be working on that. My logic in it was, okay, this company is spending roughly a million dollars in salaries and benefits on people to push out proposals. And I thought, what if there's companies out there like this that aren't, they're not happy or they can't, they don't have the manpower to do like true marketing, true, like showing off the pride in their company. Um, and I never intended it to be marketing either. Um, but I just wanted to be able to like show off the pride that we have in this industry um, and also in the, in the business, we were having terrible culture. Um, and I, I hated the culture that the company had. Um, and I really wanted to change that it, like worldwide not just in my organization cause they weren't going to listen to anything that I had to say. So basically I, <clears throat> I went to a, a mentor of mine, which I was on the project. He was my superintendent on the project and, uh, kind of told him my idea. I was like, Hey, you know, I've been taking these photos. I've been building up this page. Um, I, th- I think I know where I want to go with the company. I was like, I've talked to a few contractors out there that, you know, they're like, Hey, let's get you out here. We want, we want you, you know, to dive in on this process. Um, and at the time we were building what the process was because we knew we wanted to do more than photos. We knew we wanted to like help and actually add value to companies. Um, and I, I told him, he, he goes, okay, well, what do you actually want to do with the company? And I was like, well, we want to be able to go into construction companies and preach on how they need to build up their culture and how they need to, you know, put a service on their people rather than, you know, their people always serving them and kind of just give out that, 
that general knowledge that we, we should all have. Um, and his, his exact words, he was a really good mentor of mine. Love the guy, but his exact words were forced. Who's going to listen to a 21 year old kid that is telling them this, you have no experience, you know, you have no knowledge on the subject. You have no marketing background, nothing. And, uh, he's like, who's going to hire you to do that? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to give it a try. And so but about a week later, I quit and started it with that in mind is to hopefully go out there and add some value to the culture in the industry. So, yeah. So was that kind of like your moment when you're like, all right, I'm just going to do this just because these people think that it has no value and I'm going to prove them wrong. Not necessarily. There was, a, there were a few factors. So, um, I wasn't happy at the company I was at. The culture was terrible. Like I said, um, there were multiple things that was wrong. There was cancers in their leadership that were just eating away at the organization. Um, and I, I could see a leadership fail failure in the organization. And I was like, I could, if, if they would ever listen to somebody so low on the totem pole, I could help fix that issue. But nobody's ever going to do that because one of the issues was fire the VP. Like that's one of the issues, fire him. Like he's a cancer to the organization. Um, but of course, like nobody's going to listen to that. Right. And so why would I ever bring that to him? Um, and, and kind of the, I, I was sick of being there already. I had multiple offers at other construction companies that were going to pay me more, um, better benefits, better culture, hopefully. Um, and my thought was, okay, I have three months saved up in the bank. I might as well go take the leap and start a business. I've got two or three people that want to sign a contract tomorrow. So if I quit today, leave, leave in two weeks and start a contract with them, which is funny because n- none of them actually signed a contract. At the time when I quit, I thought they were going to sign a contract. They're like, yep, 100%, we're going. And uh, I ended up sending in the email, said, hey, I have the opportunity to work for myself. Uh, let me know if you'd like me to stay here for two weeks. Um, and they basically were like, no, leave all your equipment at the job site. Get out of here. Because I'd already made a bad name for myself. Wow. Yeah. So you were they, they they didn't just like, like, we don't want you here anymore. They, they were mad that, uh, that I was coming to the leadership with issues that I could help fix. Um, and, and it was bringing more work to their plate. Right. So yeah. w- one of it was safety culture. Um, we had a pretty bad safety culture and I shut down the job site all the time because our manual said, shut down the job site doing this. And our manual said, you have to follow by, um, our contractors, you have to hold them liable to their own safety manual. So yep. doing that and knowing that I'm the competent person on site, that if something goes wrong, I'm going to jail for 45 years, five, 50 years, whatever it is. Um, I, I did that. Uh, they didn't like that at, at like that higher level. And I said, look, if you don't like it, you're gonna have to change your manual because I'm the one that gets in trouble for it. You're not, it's in your book that tells me to do this. Um, and, and that didn't go over very well. So I'd already kind of burned, burned a few bridges, not intentionally, but just doing the, trying to do the right thing basically. Um, and they, they didn't appreciate that. So it, it was already kind of dwindling down where they were, they were asking me to work that weekend. And I was like, no, I can't work that weekend. And they were like, well, if you can't work that weekend, then, you know, go ahead and leave now. So I ended up just leaving all my, my equipment and, uh, left the job site, listening to Cody Johnson. Look at me now. I remember that song. That was a good, that was, man, I felt free at that point. I was like, all right, we're gone. So. That was just like a weight off your shoulders, especially if they're getting mad at you for what they've written that they expect of their employees. That's see, yeah. That's wild. I, I can't well, really grasp that. Well, the, the issue was, uh, like I, I've been telling them like, look guys, we have to fix something, you know, like we have to fix something or else like, I can't stay in an organization. That's one, like not a morally good organization. It's kind of putting me on edge every day. Cause there were things that the leadership would do that would be like against the ownership. And I was just like, guys, you're lying to the ownership. And they're like, well, you can't say anything about it. And I'm like, well, if we, they bring it up, I'm saying something. And they're like, well, then you're not in this meeting. And there, there were just issues all around. Um, and, uh, they kind of knew that I wasn't going to budge on any of that stuff. Um, and so they, they made it hard. And yeah, so w- when I finally left, when I finally quit, I was excited that they said, you know, Hey, get out of here. Um, and, and something that, uh, I can probably say this cause she doesn't work there anymore, but my HR manager actually paid me for that, those two weeks. Uh, yeah. So it, cause every, all the payroll went through her. And so she signed off. Yeah. I don't think any of the leadership ever knew. And that was huge, like huge. Um, yeah. cause that, yeah, that was money that I really needed starting the business and, uh, that helped a ton. So. 
Right. So for us, like taking that culture that you left and then bringing it yeah. to your own company and then fast forward to now, like, what have you done to kind of change that or do your best to yeah. change that? And like, how is that looking right now? Well, so, um, the idea was always to kind of come into a company, sit down, observe how a company works. Right. Um, not, not to necessarily give them the game plan day one, uh, which is a really tough sale because you know, you can tell them, Hey, like, here's what we intend to do. But until you get into the organization, you don't really know, um, how to do it. Cause they're all different. They all have different weaknesses. They all have different benefits. Um, and so the idea was basically to go in there and observe organizations and see where we could add value, uh, to them, whether that was taking photos and showing them off more, whether that was, you know, teaching them about social media, um, videos, you know, websites, branding, all that kind of stuff we kind of fell on the marketing side of things. Um, and that's about probably 10% of what we do, uh, as a, as a company, we, we dive in more on a, like a backstage approach where we, we go in and we observe the company and we give third party, uh, advice basically. Um, they can take it, they can leave it. A lot of times if, if it's safety related and they don't want to do anything about it, then we typically leave that partnership just because we can't be liable for their safety, you know, as well. So, um, we, we go in a lot of times we make a really good relationship with the ownership, the leadership and their people. Um, and then we kind of talk to both sides separately and figure out where, where the hurdles are that we need to jump over, whether that's okay. The guys out in the field aren't receiving information as well as they'd like. Um, whether that's a software that you guys should have adopted, you know, two years ago, or, um, you know, Hey, you're not estimating properly over here. You need this kind of, you know, approach rather than this kind of approach. Um, you're not attracting people well because of this. So how do we attract people? How do we change that? What's your core vision, mission, value system? How, what's your character as a company? What's your culture as a company now? Okay. Is that the culture that you want to keep going or is that not the culture? Cause a lot of times they see a culture in their company that's not accurately representing their core values as a person. Um, and that's what we try to dig out is their, their value system as, as an individual. And a lot of times if you have a leadership team, uh, we dig that out of everybody. And so, you know, you, me, and everybody out there has a set of core beliefs that they, they guide their life on. That's like their moral obligations in life. Um, and being able to take those and apply them to business is important, um, to the business culture. So a lot of times that's a huge portion of what we do is we try to dissect that out of their, their head, out of their mind, out of their heart, um, and try to apply that and show them the tools. We try to give them the tools after knowing all that information, um, to help build up the team that they want basically and the culture they want. Yeah. That's interesting, man. So it, the more you talk about it, like when somebody asks you what kind of business you own or what do you do? Like, do you even call it a marketing agency or is it, t I mean, what do you call it? So we, we typically tell them that we're like construction consultants. Um, yeah, yeah. but I, I've always hated the the term consultant cause there's so many different types of consultants out there. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, we, we consult them basically in every portion of their business. So I don't really know what else to call it. you know, we consult them in marketing we consult them as a friend. We consult them on, I mean, everything. I mean, if they're a faith-based company, we'll talk religion with them. Like it's not a big deal. Um, we'll talk politics. I mean, we, we think business is super personal. Um, it's, it's how they make a living. It's how their people make a living. It's how I make a living. It's how we provide for our families. Uh, we talk about family. Um, one of the things that was important to me when I started this is I, I needed time for family. Um, I wanted, I was working 16, 18 hour days for you know, six and a half days straight. And, uh, you know, sometimes 115 hour weeks, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, uh, that was one of the goals was like, I remember not coming home for like a week and seeing how much my daughter had grown. And I was like sickened almost. I was like, okay, this is, this is not a good culture. Uh, everybody in the organization knows that. And that was really important to me as, as I quit was I had time for my family. And so we incorporate that, you know, we've got a, a client right now that we, I ask them every single time we go out there, I say, Hey, it's seven 30 at night. You know, I'm, I'm just driving back from your, your job site and we're, we're on the phone for like an hour and a half on, you know, on my drive back or something like that. And I'll be like, Hey, how's, have you been staying out this entire week this late? I was like, how, how does your wife like that? And I was like, have you given time for your wife and your kid? Cause he's got a new newborn baby. And uh, I'm like, are you? And he's like, man, I should do more. And I'm like, you got to do it, man. It's important. You got to do it. So, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll be a friend. We'll be a consultant. We'll try to basically look at the company, see what it needs. 
on a super fundamental level and bring it back to the basics um, and try to build from there. Was that the Gilbert sons with, no, was it, no I was going to say, cause he no, but he's, he's awesome, man. Kid. He, he is spending, he loves his little boy, man. And that, that guy is uh, just an awesome, awesome guy. I listened awesome. to your guys' podcast and that was a really good listen. So one, yeah. thank you for putting that out. But of course, you know, it sucks, man. We, uh, we filmed that entire podcast and yep. one, one huge, huge rule in my business is redundancy over redundancy. So in everything we do is supposed to be like triple, you know, four times redundant, whatever. Um, and yep. we failed every, you know, even that kind of plan still fails. We filmed the entire podcast. We came back to the, the VRBO. I started uploading everything and I didn't realize that on one of the SD cards, there was actually two files. Um, I thought it was just one big file. And we had gone way over time that it was two big files. We, we ended up formatting like an entire podcast. And I was like, oh, I wanted to show that one off because he, he was, it was a really good podcast. Uh, that was, that was a good podcast. Yeah. I remember when you guys posted some snippets of it, I was, I was pretty anxious to hear that one. Um, yeah. Kind of circling back to like the business consultant side, when you started, was it hard to get almost, yeah, was I mean, was it hard to get respect from these business owners? You know, how did you obtain that with them? Was it the conversations you had? Was it just your knowledge? Like, how did you say, yeah. I know how to create culture. I know how to dissect the problems and figure out a solution. Yeah, well, so since the beginning, our sales approach is to not sell anybody on our services. It's to show okay. them on it. So, you know, when we talk to clients a lot of times, so the first month I quit my job, and I tell people this and they kind of like, they're like, what? Uh, first month I ended up contacting over a thousand companies that first month. Um, LinkedIn messages, text messages, phone calls, cold calls, emails, um, searching websites, emailing out. I mean, just a thousand people. Um, and out of a thousand people, we had like 10, 11, like yeses that were like, Hey, let's talk about this. We had a, a couple dozen, like, yeah, maybe we'll sit down and talk about this. But out of a thousand, we had about 10, um, and basically how I approached it was, okay, Hey, like we're starting this, this is a new company. This is where I come from. Let me just come out there and show, show off your company. You, you need photos to show off what you do. Um, we can add value in that area. And then once we would get in there and start adding value as far as photos and video, um, we had a lot of times where we could just take the time and talk to the ownership, take the time and talk to leadership, um, and just kind of share our passion with how we would like to change the industry and change the culture. And a lot of times it fit what their beliefs were as well. Um, and it kind of helped gain that bond with that client um, until we could actually come in there and trust each other as far as like, okay, you can add way more value than just the photos. And we still have clients today that they, they reached out to us um, for photos. And uh, it's probably the best like review that they've set for our company is like, hey, we thought we were hiring you for photos. And when you came in, you completely changed the organization um, as a team, not just me, but like as a team, we'd come in there, we'd organize it in such a way that it completely, completely changed their dirt, uh, trajectory. And they're like, we'll never stop using you. And, and like, we appreciate everything. They, they told me to raise the price and they told me that they'll never stop using us. And I was like, okay. I, and I love that guy. He's such an awesome, awesome guy. Um, and their business has grown a ton. Um, and, and not just because of us, but because they're set on the right track, right? The value system is there. Um, and that was really cool to see because, you know, then it helped prove after years of hard work and thinking that, okay, the process does work. Um, it's not like a process that you can show data. Like I can't show people that this works on paper. It's kind of like a, a faith that you have to have in the process. Yeah. So that it's really interesting you say that because we do something very similar in our agency where it's, we don't like most marketing agencies that I talk to, you know, they're more ROI based and like, you know, we're going to yep. guarantee 10 X hundred X your leads, whatever yeah. it is. And, and where I'm, I'm the opposite. And it feels like I'm on an Island sometimes, but yep. then I talk to you and I talk to Aaron Witt and I talk to, yeah. you know, Daniel Yates and Raphael with build X media. And I'm just like, it's just a different industry. And that's really what yeah. it is. And because I'm a little different than you Forrest, because I actually, have no construction experience, started off just in business and marketing, and then found my way into the industry. And then that lit the fire. So I, yeah. it's 
that's why I love talking to you, but especially Luke Payne, because yep. him and I have been friends forever, but we've been business partners essentially for about, um, you know, since April, 2020 and that's awesome, yeah. that, you know, our knowledge is, you know, combined is just so interesting because he's got, you know, the hands-on experience and then I've got a totally yeah. different experience and viewpoint, but then we, we clash together with our, our, uh, morals and our principles of just, yep. you know, we want to work with people. We want to put people in our corner. We want to help this industry and really just, you know, do, do good things, you know, do the right thing. And, you know, add value to the industry. And like this exactly. podcast, I mean, Luke and I have talked about it. We're like, you know, what is this podcast going to be? You know, the dirt bags, obviously we're going to drink some whiskey, we're yeah. going to have a good time, you know, all that. But yeah, let's get it. Hell yeah. And honestly though, it's like, we want to add value at the same time. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, build this community and it's been amazing. Like people are reaching yeah. out to us asking, Hey guys, like, do you have any suggestions on how do I like raise capital or who do yeah. I hire for taxes and things like that? So I wanted to say that because I appreciate you coming on. Luke and I have been talking about this for a while, but just having your your insight and your business mind because it's it's different than other guests we've seen on yeah. podcasts. And so we we definitely appreciate you jumping on here and sharing like your business, especially because how deep you go into business because it's not just. 10x leads. It's yeah. so much more than that. Well, when we tell people, and, and I'm, I'm glad you put it like that, because like, um, y y what we need to do as as an industry, especially as companies like yours or mine, is is look at it as like a selfless service to the industry, right? Like, if we weren't making any money on this tomorrow, would we still be doing it? Yes. The answer is yes. We might have to work in another organization, but we would essentially be doing right. exactly what we're doing here in another organization or outside of that organization on our, our spare time, right? We, we all love this to death. Um, and we love the people to death, right? And we want to see the industry grow. We know this is an industry that has a lot of unique features, um, but it also hurts in a lot of different places. And so like you said, it's like, okay, where are the pains in the industry? Where can we heal those through the value of our company? Um, and that's, that's the goal is to kind of selflessly serve the industry through, through our value system. And that's why our, our mission as, as a company is to create a community of like-minded values that provide those limitless boundaries. So, you know, it, we want to create a community as long as anybody in the industry has the same value system or, or like, like it, right. To, to make things better and have, they have a moral spine, you know, they've got a, a, a backbone to them, then we're going to do business with them. And I, and I tell people all the time is like, like all, like I've been on the phone for years consulting companies. And I don't want to say this like, because people are going to think I'm just working for free, but which I guess I am, but I've been on the phone with companies that have never hired us to do anything for years, just consulting them over the phone as like, like a buddy. Um, and just trying to tell them like, Hey, you need to do this better. You need to do this. Like, this is where like, and they ask, it's not like I'm just like bashing that company or anything, but they're just, they're like, Hey, like, what do you see on your perspective? Or, Hey, we're having trouble with this. Um, and just lending that, that discussion, I guess it's just, opening up discussion to those people. Cause those people like you guys know running a business is, is a fairly lonely road, right? Like you don't have, um, a lot of relationships out and about that really relate to running a business. Um, it's really tough to talk to somebody else that, that goes, Hey, I've ran a business. I know what you're going through. Um, there are plenty of them out there, but it's tough, at least in our zone, in our area of the country to have like a buddy that you can go drink beer with and actually relate to that. Um, and so being able to talk and have that open discussion and of course, you know, me being a Christian, you know, that, that scripture in the multitude of counsel is wisdom, right? Um, the more you discuss things, the, the better ideas that you come, come into contact with. And I think being able to just open the door to that is extremely important. Glad you brought that up. Cause that kind of brings it into a point, like another reason that Luke and I started the podcast, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well is just getting that information out to the people that want to start their businesses. Absolutely. I feel like there's so many stories that have similar storylines, but obviously different variables within them to where they're, well, I don't know when the right time to start is. I don't know if I should start. I, you know, I hate my job where I'm at. I feel like so many stories are similar that if people yeah. have 
you know, other conversation or these listen to these other conversations from people that have done it almost gives them like a confidence. Um, yep. But then, you know, like on the Luke and I side, we want to give them a platform to kind of go to and say, okay, I don't know anything about this. Where's a good yeah. starting point. So, you know, yeah. hearing your side of things too, like you said, you have a little girl at home. I got a little girl at home. Um, you know, you obviously want best for your family and you want to build that family and have just, yeah. you know, have fun with them. Right. So that's, yeah. I feel like it's another business driver that a lot of people don't talk about is, you know, we're all guys, we want to be able to, pres- you know, have this life with our family. And I feel like, yeah. you know, going into business, doing it for yourself is one of the best ways to create that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think like, if you, I think one of the main drives for me to start the company was to provide an industry that I felt was like sufficient for them. Right. So like, both my, my son and my daughter, they love construction. Like we watch my videos all the time. We watch other people's videos. We, we just go out to the job site and look at stuff. Um, and, and my boy, he's still not old enough to really understand what construction is, but he goes, he goes dirt, daddy dirt. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly right. We're, we're passing by a dirt job and, uh, anything construction is dirt. It doesn't matter if they're putting up steel, it's dirt. Um, but it's just really cool because you get to look at that and say, okay, well, is this an industry currently that I'd like to have my kids be a part of? And if the answer is no, then you should be actively pursuing the change in that industry. Um, and, and I still would love for my kids to go into the industry, even if it was right now. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'd hate for my kid to go in the industry. And I'm like, well, then you're the issue. Like you're not doing anything yeah. about it. Um, yeah. and, and the industry could be way better. But like I know for a fact my daughter or my son would be very successful in the industry just at the standpoint that it's at. Now it does change extremely like in an extreme measure over the country, like down here in the South, uh, like I wouldn't have any issue. Like my daughter on job site, I'd feel like she was like safe, like among brothers. Um, there are job sites I've been up up North and this is not to like bash on the North or anything like that, but there have been like sketchy job sites where I've been like, I, she probably shouldn't be walking on this job site. Right. Um, just cause of the type of people that were on the job site. And so it's, it's very weird, you know, West coast to East coast, to South to North, you know, like there's different industry in all these different locations. So how do we fix it in all these places? Right. Yeah. For us that, uh, Fargo, North Dakota, I've heard, man, is, is pretty rough up there. Yeah. I can't, I, man, those people, no, one, one of my best friends is actually from, uh, North Dakota. He's probably one of the most genuine human beings. We've actually, we've actually questioned as a friend group down here, if he's actually like an angel, just like in human form. Cause he's just like, he's like the most genuine person you could like, doesn't do anything wrong. Just awesome dude. And he's from North Dakota. So is that where you guys are at is Fargo? I'm out of Fargo. Yep. You're out yeah. of Fargo. Yeah. I, I grew up in Northern Minnesota with Luke, but I I'm in Arizona right now. Nice. Nice. What part of Arizona? Uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, we so might we get- be out, out there very soon. Oh yeah. Let me know, dude. Cause yeah, we, yeah. we, we just moved down in August and, um, you know, did Nebraska for a few years. And then, like I said, you know, grew up in Detroit lakes, Minnesota, but Luke and I actually high school together, did that whole thing and just football awesome. together. We wrestled. We, we didn't hey, wrestle. There you go. Oh, whoa, whoa, same, wrestling team. <laughs> same team. <Whoa. laughs> hey, football um, is technically wrestling. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. played on pads with each other then. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's cool to see like, you know, especially with Luke and I just, you know, high school is a, you know, different thing, but then when you graduate and you're like, yeah, what, what else are you passionate about what now? Oh, bi- business? Yeah. And then well, all of a sudden we just hit it off on like a new level. And it's just, you know, I know Luke and I, and even you for us, like, we're going to be talking and doing business together for the next, oh, yeah. like, can you imagine how many decades now? And it's just, that's what excites me and gets me fired up is like, let's yeah. do this now and put the people in our corner to, yeah, just do our part to, to change. Yeah. Well, that, and that's so cool that you say that. Cause like whenever I, whenever I think of like right now, I, I think of, okay, in 10 years and 15 years and 50 years. And when I look back at it, like, what am I going to see? Am I going to see that I'm extremely proud of where I'm at now and the people that I've made connections with, or am I going to see like, man, I could have done a little bit better. Right. And, uh, right. making the connections with like you guys and like the other companies out there that are doing what we're kind of like what we're doing. Right. Um, like my goal is to make all that whole group into the community. Right. Like no matter where you come from, whether like Daniel Yates, like you mentioned, Daniel, yep. super cool guy, love that guy to death. Uh, he didn't come from the construction background either. And he fell in love with it once he got, got to see yeah. it. And it's just super cool to bring, 
to see people that are coming into the industry also having the same passion um, and learning about the culture in, in the industry. Cause it's not like an industry that is like a corporate industry, right? Um, it's right. not like anything else that's out there. Uh, I, I, talk about it. And, and I know a bunch of military guys probably hate me referring to it like this, but it's very similar to like the military. Like, you know, you've got your rank structure, right. And it's very, very structured in, in a good company. You'll be very, very structured. Um, you've got this progression that you have to go through, right. You don't have, you can't just like rise the ranks overnight. Um, and, and you kind of become a brotherhood over the lifetime of it. So it's very unique. Uh, and it's cool to see people trying to make it better. That's a really cool comparison, actually. I've never heard that. Obviously, you know, shout out to the military, thankful for what mm-hmm. you guys do. But like you said, that whole yeah. structure is very, very similar. Yeah. Um, Especially in like larger uh, corporations, you know, like smaller organizations, they don't typically have, like they'll have the corporate, they'll have the structure, but not like on a corporate level. Like a corporate level will be like, you need to do these things before you raise up to the next, right? Um, small companies are like, hey, you're performing the task of a superintendent. You're now a superintendent. Uh, so... I mean, similar, but different. And, and I just think that the brotherhood sisterhood aspect is important. You know, like you rely on the guy next to you to make sure that you're safe in your job and they rely on you to make sure they don't die in the job. Um, and that's very similar to the military. Not that we're over, you know, in a warfare, you know, in a zone, but, uh, you know, we're here watching out for each other and you, you end up bonding and loving the guy next to you. Yeah, Absolutely. So for us, I'm going to dig into a little bit deeper on your business side. So everybody talks about like, yep, get a refill. There you go. Um, You know, I feel like a lot of people talk about like the good and, you know, oh yeah, it was all rainbows and sunshine, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like you said, coming from a family and knowing you weren't happy, like how did you overcome like some of your struggles? Like what were obviously I'm super motivated, you know, what were like some of your motivators? What were things where you're like, all right, I got to kick it in gear here. Um, you know, I need to get this done or I have to get this done. Like yeah. what you're, how did you overcome your struggles basically? Uh, it, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, obviously. Um, and it didn't come to me all at once on how to like start a business or if I should start a business. Um, I was just struggling as far as, like, I didn't feel like I was a good enough dad. Didn't feel like I was a good enough husband, uh, working in the industry that I was working. Um, and one of the, the huge issues was having that, you know, you know, I'm sitting on the job site at 1030 at night, not a single soul is there. Um, and I'm working on submittals or I'm, I'm working on, you know, finding issues that haven't arised yet on the job site so that I could RFI them or something like that. Um, and, and I remember there was this one, one night that I had an entire electrical package. We had, uh, a job site that had started super early, uh, had a super short schedule. Um, and the products, this was around the time that all the steel tariffs were going out and, and all the products were like 24 months, like behind and our schedule was only like 15 months. So figuring out how to, how to fit that, you know, submittal, get those submittals submitted in time, get the products on site. So my superintendent could go per schedule. Um, just sitting there and stressing, about it. And I was like, why am I stressing this hard over something that's in reality doesn't make a difference if I do it tonight or tomorrow morning or the next morning. Um, and, and sitting there at, at night looking at the spec book and just not even reading the spec book, looking at the words, but thinking about like, Hey, am I a good enough dad? Am I a good enough husband? Um, and the answer was like, no, you know, I'm not there right now. Uh, and that, that was, probably the biggest struggle as far as getting out of where I was is, is obviously that's not a culture that I'd like to see in anybody else's case. Right. Um, and then it brought in another aspect, another issue, uh, which was if I'm working this hard and a company doesn't care about me as much as I'm loyal to them, like why, what's the purpose? Right. So I knew two things is one, there are companies out there that would care that I'm working this hard, right. And be loyal back to me. And two, there were other Im- employees around the country that were probably in the exact same boat that I was, that was looking for those companies. Um, and, and how can we connect the comp- the good companies with good, good employees was, was kind of what struck me. And I was just like, okay, like, I don't know how to do that, but I kind of want to do that. Um, and that was a kind of a struggle trying to figure out, okay, how do we do that? Uh, before the business was even started, this was years and years before, you know, anything was happening. Um, 
and just it was mainly a mental struggle in in reality to try and overcome all the different doubts and fears and just say okay I don't really care about the money because I can get a job tomorrow and let's like dive into something that I feel in my heart will make a, a difference long term in other people's lives um and that I think that was kind of a struggle it was uh it was tough to go out financially on our own. Obviously, everything, we didn't have a loan. We didn't have a credit line. Um, we we kind of had no money in the bank. And uh, and we just kind of, I, I always had the, I was told the wife. I was basically like, look, I'll never not provide for you. Um, you know, whatever I have to do, whether I have to cut, you know, grass, whether I have to be, you know, inst- you know installing a sewer line or doing, you know, gro- you know, grocery checkout. Like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to make the money so that we can have a roof overhead and food in our bellies. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Um, and when I came home and I said, Hey, like I quit, you know, I'm starting the company. I had a little bit of a knot, you know, coming home and saying that, um, I, it, like, like you said, it probably felt free driving out of there. It did it felt really, really free, huge weight off my shoulders. Um, but then I pulled up, you know, obviously had a little bit of a worry, you know, walking in there and I knew my wife like would be on my side no matter what, you know, all right, let's do this. And, uh, but it's still a little worrisome. I walked in, I told her, and, uh, it was late, 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 late at night. Um, and she was still up and, uh, I said, all right, I quit. And she's like, okay, all right, let's do it. And I was like, all right, all right, sweet. Let's do it. Let's go. Like I'm pumped now. Like let's, let's make it happen. And, uh, I don't know I don't really know much other, I guess, struggles. I'm trying to think of some, but it was really just like, I'll make it happen no matter what. Um, it wasn't really, I didn't really have failure in the, in, in the back of my mind, you know, at, at the end of it, I could always go get another job. So that was always there. Um, and it would be easy to get one. So that wasn't a huge worry. It was mainly like, I want this really bad. I want to make a difference. And the only way I can make a difference is if we start this company. Um, and at the time I really didn't know what I was doing at all. I had no idea where I was going to, you know, what process I was doing, didn't know how advanced we'd get into it. Um, and we're still developing that, but I was like, we've just got to make a change in the industry. You know, we can't be, can't be so reactive in this industry. We have to be proactive and nobody's being proactive. So how did you, how did you overcome the fear of the unknown? That is a question I ask myself all the time. And I keep telling myself, I'm like, either I was really dumb yeah. or I just didn't think it all the way through. But well, I feel like that's, that's a huge block for some people too, where they're yeah. like, well, I don't know about this. I don't know about yeah. this they're scared of the unknown and that's what makes it stop. And it's like, if you yeah. were to, if you were to do it, you'll almost find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But obviously everyone has their own in a way of doing things as well. Yeah. Well, two things I think you need to realize that like, you're very, you're, you're way more capable than you put, put, you know, credit on. Um, a, a lot of people put limitations on themselves. Right. So if you say like, I don't know, I'm going to go do this, just go do it. Like, uh, don't, don't give yourself an out and out on it. There's no other, you know, chance of you failing. You just go out and do it. Um, the other thing is that I had, a that same superintendent that I had, the mentor money goes forced. Cause I asked him, I said, like, I just want to quit. Like, man, I'm just sick of this. And he, he looks at me, he's like, forced, you'll only stomach as much as you can stomach. And then you're gone. And, uh, it's that, it's that gut wrenching feeling that if you've been in the industry and you've been, at a company like this, I tell everybody to leave immediately. If you've got that gut wrenching feeling when you're driving to work in the morning and you have it all day long. And then when you leave, it's like still there. Like it's, it's like you got punched in the gut every single day. Um, and you can only take that kind of beating, uh, so long, right. Until you're finally like either sick of this, I'm done. I'm out of here for, with no plan or, um, or you figure out another way to, to go about it. Um, and that doesn't give you an option either right? You, you only have one other option and that's to find something else, whether that's another job, whether that's to go out on your own. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that felt that, that just like, like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Um, and, uh, that's a bad place to be at because a lot of people get stuck in, in like, I need to do this to provide for my family. And they do in some cases, but you can always do something better, something. and, And this is where we bring in the whole, do you love what you do? Cause if you don't love what you do, then why are you doing it? Right. Um, nobody, nobody should live with that gut wrenching feeling in their stomach. Nobody. Um, and if you don't love construction, you shouldn't be in it. It's that simple. Uh, we don't think everybody is built for construction. 
we've got organizations out there that think everybody should be welcomed into construction. I disagree. Um, and, uh, that's, that's another thing that like kind of got me when we first started, it was like, I don't have any other option. Like I, I have this gut wrenching feeling. I can't live with it anymore. Got to get out. Um, and so that's, I mean, I was devising a plan a year before I quit and I just kind of stuck with it as much as I could until I was like, okay, all right, I got, I got a little bit of money in the bank. Let's quit. And so we did. That was beautiful. I love it. So yeah. Forrest, I know you've talked about, you know, you helping other businesses, you know, provide this opportunity for these employees and, you know, really getting rid of that feeling. But yeah. I mean, do you, do you kind of realize the magnitude of like, you are that business owner now as well? Like yeah. the people that come work for you, like you can give that opportunity, which I'm sure you do, but has that yeah. kind of set in as well that you're providing that for these people? I, I think it's opened my eyes to, uh, more of the, you know, put, put me in the seat of the business owner that we're working with. Um, with anybody that comes in, into our company, I want to give them the most wonderful life that they could have. I want them to be passionate about what they do. I want them to be happy. I want them to have freedom, right? And I want them to have a purpose. I always say that every company should give their people freedom and purpose. Um, a company that gives you freedom and purpose, that you're not going to lose a lot of people in your organization. Because uh, not a lot of companies give out freedom. Um, you know, people in our, in our organization are free to do whatever they want to do as long as they help us get the job done. And as long as they're pushing for our mission, um, I hope, and I think they are passionate about what we're doing. That's, that's huge to me is if we have people in our organization that are passionate about changing the organ, you know, the industry, um, it, it hasn't really set in, like you said it, like the way you put it, uh, I hadn't really thought about it like that before. Um, but I've just always wanted to give people the best life that they should have. Right. And that hopefully that they're loving what they're doing. Um, and we try to give that to our clients and our partnerships as well as teach them how to do that to their organization. So hopefully we're doing that. We, we hope we're, uh, succeeding. Yeah. I mean, it's such an incredible opportunity and you know, you can, you can preach that to other companies and then you get to practice it within your own values yeah. and your own team. So it's, what an incredible opportunity, not just to go out on your own, you know, make money as a business, change an industry, but hopefully to change other people's lives and they come work for you and you give them the freedom, you give them that, the passion and, you know, that renewed, um, yeah. you know, drive to, to do what they want to do, spend more time with their family, because I'm definitely big on the, you know, I don't even call it the work-life balance because I think that's kind of out of whack as well, but yeah. just, you know, doing what they want to do, being passionate, seeing their family, going to their kids' baseball games, things like that. And it's just, if I can do anything under my power to like help them achieve that, that's what I want to do. And, you know, yeah. us three being business owners, I know we're very appreciative of our team and we also wouldn't be anything without them. So yeah. it's just really cool to see, you know, that's who's grounding us is our team, people, yeah. and even like our clients too, and just being so personable with them. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason why we do it, and I think you guys probably do it too, is like, like you don't take the beating of being a business owner because you, because you enjoy it, right? Like you do it for your people. Um, and I think like at, at the long run, and I keep telling my people this, and, and this isn't like, this sounds weird, but I'm, I tell them, I'm like, I hope we all are rich at, you know, one day. Like that's not the goal right now, right? Our goal right now is not to be rich. Um, they've got a higher salary than I have, you know, that I give myself. Um, and, and not every business owner is going to do that, right? We're a small business. So I kind of just give myself just enough to get by. Um, and every other dime goes back in the business, into payroll, into equipment, into, you know, uh, software, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and over the long term, that's what I see 50 years from now is have I made yeah. the people that I've hired better in life? Have I given more to them? You know, like, yeah, I want to have a comfortable living as well. Right. And the reason why I'm into business is to, to be able to change lives and hopefully be able to be content with it over the long term and, and be, you know, successful. But right now, like we're not, our goal is not to make a killing, um, you know, money wise, like, could we make a bigger impact? Yes. With a lot of, a lot more money, we could make a bigger impact. We could hire more people. Um, could that throw us off, off our current course? Yeah, probably. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that like, I'm glad that we're growing at the rate that we're growing. Do I wish I had a hundred people 
that I could utilize right now? Absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that every person on my team has a good life and every person that we're working with, um, we're making their life better too. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I don't know, Luke, I'm checking on time here and it looks like we're right around that hour time frame. Um, sorry guys. Um, I've been, I've been talking too much. No, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what we wanted for us. The amount of knowledge that you laid on us in that quick, like 56 minutes. Awesome. I loved it. I learned. It didn't, stuff it didn't feel like it was 56 minutes, man. I, Not at all. I just, These I enjoy talking you. about this stuff. Yeah. I know. I know right? Right? Yeah. Grab one, man. But no, again, I, I appreciate your time. I know Luke appreciates your time. Luke, I don't know if you have any other questions. I know I could ask for some million questions, but you got to keep yeah. some for the next podcast, right? I was going right. to say, hey, uh, there you go. Um, you know, lastly, just wrapping up here, you know, Forrest, we, we appreciate the hell out of you being here, you know, really just using your voice and your platform, but also just being a human being. I mean, just talking shop, <laughs> you know, talking shop with the boys on yeah. the Dirtbags podcast. Like this is what we yeah, do. Yeah, I love we, it. We, we love to do this. So, um, and it, it, I don't know why I keep thinking about this, but earlier before we started recording, you asked me like, is it okay if I feature this like on my podcast? And we're like, absolutely. And I just love yeah. that. Like, there's no doubt in my mind or no question of like, you know, we're just like all in with each other and just saying like, yeah. hell yeah. Like let's, let's do our best to help each other out here and, and try and make a difference while we can. And, yeah. you know, we've got, we've got a lot of years to go and, you know, each day is a blessing though. And that's how I see it. And so yeah. we, we definitely appreciate you being on, you know, offering your expertise and just telling your story as well. And I know a lot yeah. of our listeners appreciate it. They follow you either on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. So awesome, um, yeah. we definitely appreciate you, uh, you being a fellow dirtbag with us. For sure. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, if this is sponsored by dirt gear, cause I've got underneath this one is a, is a dirt gear shirt. So I don't know. Well, if it out now it is dirt gear. There we go. Devin Dirt Dwyer Shut. is the unofficial sponsor of this Dirt Bags podcast. He doesn't know it yet, but he's the he doesn't know it yet, but he is. Shut up. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. It, it was there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, it, it's a lot of fun to come on and chat with you guys. And like you said, right? Just like like be humans. Like uh in every encounter that I I do, whether whether you drink or don't drink, that's up to you. But like I look at it like like I could go out and have a beer with anybody, right? I can go out and I could talk to mm -hmm. anybody. Um and I, I don't give two craps what they're doing in life. If we can have a quality conversation, right. uh, I want to, I want to be able to take part in that. So it's really fun jumping on and just sharing, I guess, our passions about what we're doing. hundred percent, man. Well, we appreciate it for us and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely yeah. be in touch soon. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, reconvene after this and get after it. So absolutely, man. Thanks for having us guys.